0: Blessings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorakai, and I am, I'm truly delighted to be here with you all today, talking about life between lives with our wonderful guest, Regan Forston. Regan is a clinical hypnotherapist, and he's a certified life between lives facilitator from the Newton Institute. He's actually one of the 200 or so certified therapists in 46 countries, who have now helped over 65,000 clients access what he calls the God switch inside of us while in a deep meditative state that allows us to access the afterlife. Why would we want to do that? Well, once in the afterlife, Regan's clients are able to ask and get answers to questions about their current lives. Answers to questions such as, why did I choose this life? What is my mission? What is my purpose here? Why did I choose this body? Why did I choose my parents, siblings, friends? Where is my soulmate? In case history after case history, people have found answers to these questions and so much more. Regan also does online and in person traditional hypnotherapy, specializing in trauma, fears, phobias, anxiety, grief, depression, and spirituality. He's a lovely soul, a brave soul, and very passionate about his his super interesting work in the world. I'm absolutely thrilled that he's here with us today to chat about it all and shed some light. Regan, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here.
1: Hi, thank you, Amor. Yeah, I'm happy, mm. happy to be here too. You know, we just now passed the 70,000 mark. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, I'm so curious about it. I'm I'm truly eager and excited to hear all about it. I sometimes think curiosity should have been my middle name, but yeah. I am I'm eager to talk with you about all of this today and to learn what you have to share about this life between lives process and all the things you've heard and seen. I can only imagine. So, before we jump deep into all of that, let me just start us off by asking you our favorite opener question around here and that is what is your superpower of the soul, Regan, and how are you using it for good right
1: now? Uh my superpower is the power for listening to people. Mm. Um I I had to learn <laughs> boy did I have to learn that being a guy especially, you know, um it was part of me developing the feminine side of myself that happened in this kind of a spiritual way by uh my my second wife had four stepdaughters has four daughters. So they became my stepdaughter. So I was totally immersed in my feminine side for 10 years with uh, five women around me all the time. <laughs> and I, I found out I became a good listener after all of that. And that uh, helped me when I became a therapist. Um,
0: oh, my goodness. That's the best immersion therapy story I've heard. That's fantastic. Way to go, everybody listening is absolutely a superpower and i can only imagine the it's, things that you have uh, heard in recent years
1: <laughs> wow boy i know well you know i was a i i um, had a real estate company way back in the 70s and i i gave it up to become a professional clown and uh, <laughs> i did about 4000 children's birthday parties and then um, became a uh, a corporate comedian as a ventriloquist and a uh, and a fake motivational speaker um you know, so, and then an actor in Hollywood for twelve years um did a lot of movies and things and uh and then um you know the market uh, kind of in two thousand and eight, the market uh crashed, and uh, mm-hmm. i I couldn't get any corporate work anymore, which was paying all my bills, so I went mm-hmm. back to school to become a I thought I'd become a stage hypnotist because i could I could work nightclubs and things like that, but instead, I decided to to help people with their issues instead of make them quack like ducks you know <laughs> so kind right. of all divinely inspired i mean there's okay. yeah it's and stuff so um uh it you never know your path in life and i i think what in this work that i'm doing the thing that's beautiful is um it's starting to wake people up to see that there actually is meaning and purpose to their lives and the the mm-hmm hardships and the difficulties they are going through in their life are actually challenges that they decided to have um, as part of their, uh, like life's contract to come down and be, you know, incarnated. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. once they realize that they stop, they stop complaining, and they start realizing, (laughs) wow, I bet. I I can't claim victim anymore when I signed mm-hmm. up for this class, you know.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to get into this conversation yeah. with you without interrupting. This There's is going to be lot. so good. There's a lot. Okay, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our short break now. So just okay. before we do that, Regan, where's the best place for people to go connect with you?
1: Oh yes, it's very easy. It's um my through my website. It's visit the afterlife or visit the afterlife. There's uh, two T's in there with visit and then the Uh, afterlife.com very easy. So visit the afterlife.com. It's got a thing. There were some books that I have available uh, One's three hours, 33 minutes in heaven, which was about my own personal experience in the afterlife. I've been there twice now. I haven't written a second Mm -hmm. book about the second experience yet. But um, Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a book that I'm actually giving away on there called reincarnation is real. And it's about all the current research, and there's tons of it being done now all over the world. And that um, pretty much, you know, uh, we've we've had seventy thousand people now experience past lives, <laughs> so we pretty much know that that's the n- name of the game, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm giving that book away uh, for the next oh. year or so on there. So, uh,
0: oh, fabulous! Oh, yeah. how generous! All right, beautiful. All right, everyone, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we're going to be right back to get deep into life between lives with Regan Forston in just a moment. Stay with us. You do not want to miss this one. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to SuperpowerExperts.com and get started today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Regan Forston about life between lives. And so just before the break, Regan, you were letting people know where they can connect with you online. And you so generously have a book on there for free for people for the next year or so. So generous. I am so curious about everything you have to share today. But you know, before we talk about the actual life between lives process that you do and know, I'd love to just know a little bit about how you even got interested in accessing the afterlife and then helping other people do it too like where does that come from
1: well um i, I in my book the three hours 33 minutes in heaven i kind of do the chronological order of how all this kind of happened but in a nutshell mm-hmm. i mean when i was four years old um i, I would uh, go to sleep and several times i'd find myself out of my body on the ceiling looking down at my body and uh Scared the crud out of me. <laughs> yeah, I ran into my mom and dad's room and when they'd come in there and my dad would say, Look, there's no monsters in here. They didn't how can a four-year-old explain that yeah. all of a sudden they're on the ceiling looking down at their body? You know, I mean it's mm-hmm. parents didn't even understand it in those days, you know. So mm-hmm. I've always known since I was little that I'm more than just this body. Um, mm-hmm. but I grew up Catholic, uh, mm-hmm. which was a, a good experience with you know, that um, helped me see both sides of spirituality, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so um, when I was in my early 20s, oh, back to the four-year-old thing, I was so afraid to go to sleep uh, at night because I was afraid it was going to happen again because it happened several nights in a row that Mm -hmm. I sat up on my bed and I tried to hold my eyes open (laughs) like a four-year-old. (laughs) <laughs> but eventually, my eyes closed, and when I opened them, there was two men, two men in, all dressed in white, uh, standing right in the middle of my room. And um, I, I, I was, I did, in that state, or when whenever I saw them, it was just seemed perfectly natural. And um, they said to me, "says Don't worry, you're going to be okay." Says we won't let this happen again until you're old enough to understand it. So I closed my eyes. Never happened again until I was in my early twenties. And then I found a, a teaching that that gave me a, a mantra to sing. Uh, it's a, an ancient name for God called Hugh, H U, mm-hmm. and uh, they pretty much said just uh, start meditating, s- singing this. Put your attention on your third eye or you know your your spiritual self, and uh, and start your own relationship with God. So I thought that was pretty cool. They weren't trying to sell me anything or 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 do a lot of things. They said, hey, just everybody gets mm-hmm. to have their own experience and. Mm-hmm. So I tried that I tried that spiritual exercise singing the hue for, oh gosh, six weeks. and I always felt good after it. I felt relaxed and calm, but nothing happened. And then one night, I sang it and I found myself out of my body in another world. Um, and it was uh, it was so I, I, it was so beautiful. It was like so otherworldly in a sense. It's like the skies, mm-hmm. the skies were yellow. And mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I was I was above the ground, and I could see in a 360-degree um, – boy, can you hear me now?
0: Oh, yes, you're still good. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Somehow something came on there, and I had to click it off on my thing here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes. uh, I could see in a 360 degrees, and I was looking at these trees. They were like maybe one per acre, but they were – when you just looked at them, you just felt like – love and power i mean so it was like yellow skies like yellow wheat fields in these trees and then mm-hmm. i realized all of a sudden i went oh my god i'm out of my body and then boop i was back in my body so <laughs> um that kind of proved to me that i lost my fear of death at that time um mm-hmm. something really shifted in me so then i was off to the races started you know trying to look at anything spiritual so you know i read mm-hmm. the uh, book of the the tibetan book of the dead and the Bhagavad Gita, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, started uh, going to um, uh, a Jewish, uh, uh, oh gosh, um, Kabbalah, started mm-hmm. studying that. I mean, just anything I could uh, do, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, then um, what would happen is, uh, uh, oh gosh, three, four times a year, I would have these visions or I'd wake up in a dream, there'd be a master, or a teacher, or a guide, or somebody there. And they're always teaching me showing me something about myself that i needed to work on in a real non-judgmental way you know so mm. uh then i started having all these god sightings happen um that just you know in in my book i mentioned a whole bunch of those and you know they're like these million to one things that that you just go oh my god somebody's talking to me from the other side you know so anyway then i went on you know doing my comedy and doing movies and and uh then when i became the hypnotherapist. It, uh, what happened was in 2016, I was getting off the plane in Hawaii and I felt so sick. My wife took me to the hospital. Um, we, she would you know, uh, had a nice little vacation planned for us, but I got so sick on the plane. She says, I'm taking you to the, uh, you know, emergency here. So mm-hmm. th- anyway, they thought I had stage four cancer. At that thing flew me to some Island. I ended up spending two months in Hawaii in the, in, oh, wow. uh, in the hospital. And while I was there, Um, I had a lot of time to think, (laughs) just laying in bed. Mm -hmm. And I remembered reading a book called Life Between Lives, uh, or no, Journey of Souls. Mm -hmm. It was called Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. And I remembered reading it in 1995. And I remember thinking, wow, I want to have that experience where I can actually, in full consciousness, go to the other side and see what it's like. Uh, But he had a four-year waiting list. (laughs) So I thought, no, I'm not going to be able to do it, you know. Uh, so, um, anyway, that's when, you know, right then when I decided, I said, if I get out of here live, that's what Mm -hmm. I want to do, you know? And, uh, and Mm -hmm. so I, I, it was, everything just fell in place when I got back. It just happened that two months later, they were doing a training Mm -hmm. and they do two trainings, one in the U S and one overseas per year. Mm -hmm. And this training happened to be 45 minutes from my house. (laughs) You know, of all the places I could be, because I was mm-hmm. flat broke. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, mm. Somehow they sensed I really wanted to get this training, and they helped find a sponsor for me to help pay part of my tuition.
0: Oh, and that.
1: everything just flowed so smoothly <laughs> that I just knew this is what I was yeah. supposed to be doing, you know.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. I love it when the synchronicities and the flow just unfold you through your life. And it just feels like such a gentle, beautiful, supportive, aligned pace versus the sort of frenetic banging your head against the wall. You know, sometimes we get into that. That state where we're trying to force so much. What yeah. A beautiful, beautiful expression. Okay. So you took this training and and now you do this process. So tell us a little bit about what the life between lives process actually
1: is. It's, uh, it's a life altering, life changing experience for <laughs> people. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the easiest way that people can kind of quickly understand. And I say, you know, people have heard of these people have these near death experiences, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, even Alexander wrote that book, you know, about Heaven is Real and, mm-hmm. and uh um oh, I'm trying to think of his name at the moment. He wrote Saved by the Light. Daniel Brinkley wrote mm-hmm. a good book called Saved by the Light, where he was mm-hmm. electrocuted and dead for four hours. And he spent a lot of time on the other side and and met guides and things. And they told him things about the future, which were written down and actually came true and things. And uh he came back and started doing the hospice centers, I think, now he has over 30 or so, maybe 30, 33 hospice centers, and he's still alive, and he's going around helping people when they're ready to die, telling them, it's going to be fine. You're going to It's really cool <laughs> when you die. <laughs> You're going to go to a better place than this. You really are, you know. Uh, um, so what we've, uh, the Newton Institute found out, Michael Newton found out in the 90s by accident. This is how it happens. So many things are discovered. He was uh, do, uh, doing regular hypnotherapy to help somebody lose weight or stop smoking, something normal that us hypnotherapists do. Mm-hmm. And he says uh, when it was time for the person to come out of hypnosis, um, he said, OK, I'm going to count from one up to five and you'll be totally back. And the person refused. He says, no, I'm not coming out of hypnosis. <laughs> so oh, wow. said, what? This is strange. <laughs> he says, no, I want to go see my friends. And Michael Newton says, well, i wake you up. You go home, see your friends. And he goes, no, I want to see my friends. Anyway, Michael said, mm-hmm. okay, one, two, three, just go see your friends. And all of a sudden, this guy is describing, he's meeting a guide. This guide takes him to a group of souls that were like, like a homecoming. And he's having conversations with all these people on the other side. So mm-hmm. when okay. when he came out of hypnosis, Michael Newton is like, you know, because he didn't believe in this sort of thing to begin mm-hmm. with. He was more agnostic than anything at that time mm-hmm. but he proceeded to find this to to fine tune this process with seven thousand people
0: oh, so wow.
1: he, and being the researcher like he was uh, when he would have clients he found this way to get them to go to the other side and they would spend hours over there exploring and um mm-hmm. he would ask all kinds of just question after question after question and then getting answers to those more questions would come and everything And in his two books, um, they've sold over a million copies now. Um, One is called Journey of Souls, and the other is Destiny of Souls. Um, There's more books that were written after that, but those are the two main ones. Um, The first one, Journey of Souls, tells how this was all found and uh, how discovered, and there's like 26 case histories. And Destiny of Souls was written 10 years later. And because the first book brought up so many questions, and he had so many hundreds of people writing them, well, what about this? And what about that? So he started doing more research and the uh, second book uh, answers a whole lot more questions that people are curious about, about the other side. Um, Now, uh, let me explain the process just a little bit because people think, oh, even though if I wanted to do this, I wouldn't be able to. Well, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. with my clients now, I'm about 90% successful within one or two sessions. About 80% of people do it the first time like it's because we found out this is a natural thing, finding what I just term—I just made this term of God switch. It's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you're, uh, and to get to this, um, it, you know, we call it a deep trance state or a deep hypnosis. It's very simple. What we do is we just replicate the process of falling asleep. We just have people lay down, relax, take some deep breaths, and then we just kind of walk them through, uh, watching the body begin to relax. And just as they get to the point of like falling, you know, where you'd be right on the verge of awake and sleep, mm-hmm. um, because I'm communicating with my clients, I keep them in that state. And it appears that right when we're in that state, we all have this ability to access um, memories of our past lives, memories of where we spent lives in between lives, which is, you know, heaven or the afterlife. Every Different people have different names for it. Mm-hmm. I guess in the show, I'll call it the afterlife or heaven, because most people can understand what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I am constantly even after doing this for so many years down helping <laughs> hundreds of people have the experience. It's like the hair stands up on my, <laughs> on my arms, when I see how easy this is for people to do. Mm. Um, there's always that, um, 10% or so that that's usually men, uh, women seem to be a little easier being vulnerable and, and allowing this to happen uh yes. but sometimes people get too left brain they get too much in their analytical side and they can't relax enough um they have just busy busy you know too much of a busy mind to relax <clears throat> i had have some people that didn't want to give up i had one person come three times and then have the session and one was a woman that i had a uh was a friend of my wife's actually and um The first session, we didn't get very far at all, but she says, well, I got to keep doing this. The second session, she was able to access some past lives uh, and then um, the third session, more past lives, but we still couldn't get her to where you go between lives. Well, Hmm. between the third session and the fourth session, it was sad because her mom passed away and she was so close to her mom. And I think what it did is it just opened her up to being more vulnerable. So about six months after her mom passed away, she came back and boy, she just had an A plus session where she was able to have conversations with her mother that had passed on. And, um, you know, and then her life's very complicated. She was able to go before a, a council, which everybody gets, um, I'd say, well, I don't know of anybody of the hundreds I've done that's not been able to go before a council and get questions answered that they pre-prepared before their session. Um, so, Um, anyway, she had it, you know, so sometimes it just takes now me, I was, uh, (laughs) when we took the training, I thought, well, Hey, I have to experience this for myself or how am I going to know what my clients are experiencing? And that was part of the training, the intensive Mm -hmm. training that we had. And Mm -hmm. I was unsuccessful the first time there were 16 of us in the training. Fifteen of them, the very first time, they all went to the other side. The next day, they're all like their eyes are bugging out. and They're talking about their experiences. <laughs> and I'm like, "And it, well, Regan, what about your experience? And I'm going, well, it didn't work for me, mm. you know, uh, mm. but I was not I was I didn't give up. Um, I uh, I worked three, you know, when the training three more days, I had a couple of the other facilitators that were really skilled there that have been doing it for years, helped me. And then the second time i uh I I was able to access a past life which was very difficult to see because I was not being very nice in that past life
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, and um I was actually when I was in trance I was crying because my my Regan self, who mm-hmm. I am now knows I would never do the things that I had done in this other life, but i I'm just thinking, oh gosh, how could I hurt those people what what would I have done well anyway, on my death scene uh. I had a an epiphany and uh, I swore I would never again do the things that I had done uh, in an, any other lifetime. So it seemed to be a good lesson for me that somehow I had learned something from, you know, being a bad person and then coming to be more of a, <laughs> more kind and loving, you know, person mm. eventually. Um, yeah. But um, so when people are in that state, uh what we do is um to get to the place they go between lives because they have memories of that okay like if they say if they've had a hundred lives or a thousand lives um so that's one of the questions we ask when you're over there just for people to know and get the answer most of the time about how many you know lives of people lived um but um so to make it easy for the mind to the current mind to accept when they're when you're in a deep state that way and you we use the going to a past life to kind of open the doorway to where we go between lives. So, for instance, um, uh, uh, a more if you were in this state and you 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 went to your past life, you would see yourself pass away. You'd be out of your body, kind of looking down at your funeral, and I'd be talking to you and I'd say, "Well, let's see, you know, where what did they do with your body? Were you you know were you buried or or?" one of my clients, he he, he got. Uh, in his past life, he got bitten by a cobra, and wow. uh, his buddies just threw him in the river. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he goes, they just threw me in the river. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, you never know. People yeah. have died a lot of choice. But when you're in that state, it's what's so interesting is that somehow God has allowed us to do this. And it's like you're 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 in two places at once. It's like you're totally aware that I'm sitting next to you, that we're talking. And that you're having a session. But the other half of you is like, it's like a split screen, is Mm -hmm. seeing that past life, reliving parts of that. There's a lot of emotion that comes in those past lives sometimes because, you know, when you have them go to important events, it's usually, you know, um, the the birth of somebody uh, or a wedding or somebody passed away or you're in a battle or, you know, the the things that you're going to, who's not going to remember those significant points? Uh, Matter of fact, this little sidetrack. I had a man named Robert who came for a life between life session about two years ago, and so uh, he ended up. He was a, a woman in another lifetime, mm-hmm. and I had him go to an important event. and He's he's laying on my therapist couch, and and he, all of a sudden he's starting to sweat, and he's starting to, he's starting to moan. and I, What's going on? He goes, "I'm having a baby." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and then so I, I said okay one two three you've now had the baby so he didn't have to go through any more of the discomfort and
0: mm-hmm. when
1: we when he came out of trance and we're talking about it he just he laughed you know he goes uh, there's no way i could have made that up regan i'm never thinking i'm a lady having a baby you know but he no. said man i sure have respect for women now you know mm-hmm. uh they have that so um anyway when they feel upset when they pass away to get to the uh life between lives where they where we go to the afterlife or heaven i ask my client i'll say okay now um you're finished with your funeral and i'll say do you need to stay around to comfort anybody or are you ready to go back home now about half the time uh the people say no i need to stay here for a little bit because my daughter or my husband or something is grieving so bad i need to stay here and comfort them and there's a whole chapter on destiny of souls on all the different ways we found that people talk to us from the other side. You know, we all haven't you maybe more you've had mm-hmm. somebody in your life that's passed and somehow you have mm-hmm. them in a dream or yeah. or something shows up and you just know that that's them sending you a sign, you
0: know. Mm-hmm. And there's a different all, quality to it.
1: Yeah, th- right. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. best way to say it because people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, you just made that up that a yeah. <laughs> a hummingbird but when it's happening, there's something that happens inside you. It's like a a mm-hmm. really deep rec- uh, a deep um uh, something deep inside you recognizes that as a sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a, a matter of fact, uh, it, 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 these things are coming to my mind. There's a really good um, uh, show to watch, documentary, five ser- five parts on um, Amazon. No, excuse me, uh, Netflix. And it's mm-hmm. called Sur- Surviving Death. And um, okay. it's really a good one if people listening there to watch that. There's got some good things. There's, there's one in there where someone, they're talking about, how people contacted them from the other side. There's one in there that's so bizarre, but it was true to these people. The man that passed away had this thing about um, dimes, you know, he collected them or did something Very like this. Um, the family went to Hawaii or something to, after he passed away to kind of heal and everything, and everybody was missing him so bad. And, and uh, one of the family was in the ocean and just as they opened their eyes, there was a dime spinning in front of them in the ocean. Aww. Oh, man. Now, OK, <laughs> that's, a, that's a zillion to one kind of happening, right? OK, mm-hmm. so anyway.
0: I, oh, can I share one real quick? I have yes, a family, yes. a friend of a family, um, sorry, family friends who lost uh, someone in their lives years ago, and it was the father and the the mom and the kids had to actually go to retrieve his body because he died outside of the country yeah. and they told this story that i couldn't believe they collected his things and in his wallet they went out for dinner and because they were traveling and they were sort of drowning their sorrows and emoting and and grieving and you know mm-hmm. there was there was wine and there was food and there was this this bill at the end and they said the exact amount of the bill was the exact amount of cash, like right down to the coin oh, that wow. he had left in his wallet. Wow. That brings tears to my eyes. Nothing like, what uh quote unquote coincidence. My goodness. It was just so, I love those stories.
1: Yeah. So- I mean, when my when my, um, when my uh, wife's mother passed away um, and we were back there for the funeral, there was just... It, just one thing after another after another. And it got to be when we were finally all done uh, after like 10 days, we were clearing out her house and doing everything, getting her house on the market and doing everything mm-hmm. that had to be done. Mm-hmm. We all went to dinner. And mm-hmm. um, uh, it, what was interesting was now we're at the ocean back um, in New Jersey. And um, at her house, where her house was inland a little bit there, uh, there was a pond. And when she had passed away, the swans that were on the other side of the lake came over and just started spending oh. all the time there. And mm-hmm. she had on her lawn; she had these, she had a the, the a swan with the I don't know if you I'll call them the swanlings or ducklings, whatever they're called. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and there was one for each of her children following her there, you know. Oh. And uh, so the swans was kind of a thing. So we're at this final dinner, and we're right here at the ocean, and here's the swan that flies over. And then right behind it comes this airplane that's got this big banner that has the name of the mother's bank that everybody was trying to figure out because they needed to go close the accounts and they couldn't find stuff. (laughs) They're flying over. It's like, there's mom showing us the bank that that they need to go to. I mean, it's, there's such a mom thing to do. (laughs) But what I want to let people know is it is true. That there are so many different ways that the they try to communicate to us from the other side. A lot of times it's in a dream. That's the mm-hmm. most common way because that's when people are relaxed, yeah. you know, and they mm-hmm. don't their 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 busy mind is more set aside. And in a dream, you're more apt to say. And they they say from the other side that you could be having a just a nonsense dream, and they can they can they can have the ability to impose themselves into that or to insert themselves into that dream, you know somehow. Um, But now what's nice with this process is, um, and that's a lot of times people come to me because they're going through such a grieving process. Um, I had a a client of mine that came because her husband hung himself and committed suicide. And this was her soulmate. This was the person she was closest to. She didn't know how she could live without us. She couldn't work. She was going into so much depression. She was doing counseling. Well, her counselor knew of the work that I did. And he was having so much difficulty with helping her. He said, look, you may not believe in this or not, but go see Regan because maybe he can help you actually visit your husband on the other side. So she says, I'm desperate. I'll try anything. She went right into trance, um, went through a past life. There was a a guide that was there uh, then. And we to- told him the situation. We said, you know, can we visit her husband? And the guide took us right there. And mm. uh, her husband was in like a A room kind of by himself they said he's still it had been like six months since he passed away but he was still um recuperating you know because of what he had Mm. done i guess in this room and this the angel or guide there says yes you can speak to him but only just for a few minutes so oh my gosh all of a sudden he was there and my client Mm. she's just crying her eyes i'm almost getting to me now Mm. it was so emotional she says oh my god it's him she uh mm-hmm. she asked him like why he did it. He told her that it was nothing that she did. He totally loved her, but he said some stuff that he had from childhood he'd never really dealt with. It got so so heavy for him to deal with mm-hmm. that he just you know, he mm-hmm. just did it and he didn't even think it through. And there was a time during the process when he was hanging that he wanted to stop, but he 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 couldn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um and then after about 20 minutes, um uh, an angel came up and said, that's all the time you can have with them now. And then her husband says to her, I'm really, she said, he says, I'm really scared where they're taking me. So all kinds of things mm-hmm. are going through our minds. Okay, well, my gosh, what's going to go on, you know, because of my upbringing, is it going to be some kind of hellish thing or some kind of punishment or something?
0: Right.
1: And and she, we asked, well, where are they taking you? He said that the, the guide was take or this guide or angel i forget because they on the other side sometimes they appear as angels sometimes just as people sometimes balls of energy but they know it's their guide he said the guide was taking him to show him what his life could have been like if he hadn't killed himself wow you know mm-hmm. that was like like that made it real to both her and to me in the session because it wasn't about punishing and everything. It was about learning, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. about healing and about so that hopefully in this next lifetime he won't take the shortcut. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Well, I love.
0: Of- I really love the the practical application of things. You know, I love when it's both. I love when we get access to things that. Are new for us, or we didn't know it was possible, or that opens up a new dimension of possibility, reality, consciousness, anything. But I'm always curious in, in the practical application of it. So I love hearing that example. And I'm so curious to know for the people that you have been able to facilitate this for. You know, first of all, you talked about they got to go before council, and, and if they have. Questions prepared most of the time to get Uh the answers. And in the opening, I I shared some of the questions you know that people can ask. And you mentioned you know like even why is life so challenging? Why did I choose this? What are are some of the the answers people have gotten, and how has it affected their lives in a positive, practical way moving forward from the session? I can imagine the impact it would have.
1: Yeah, I I think um, one of the most useful things that they get is they get the they get the answers to why things happen <laughs> mm-hmm. in other words, okay. like um uh, the, the, you know like um one of my clients um her father was she she grew up with a very demanding father, you know, he was like mm. a military sergeant for her, never really held her, never really gave her you know was nothing was ever good enough she felt, and he was he was, you know, there was there was no sexual or physical abuse. It was emotional abuse. And um, then he passed away. And so she said, that's one of the things she wanted to have her session for. She says, I want to ask him, why was he so mean to me? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, so she's over there and she sees him. I'll never forget um the look on her face. It was like it was like she couldn't believe it. It's like she says, she says, There's my dad, and he's he's smiling at me. You know. <laughs> um, it was his because and he says to her, he says, daughter, you don't know how hard it was for me to play that role of being mm. the 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 really, you know, militant uh, father to you. But we had agreed before we go down that you needed to become a very strong woman. You needed to be able to set boundaries. You, be, you, you needed to be able to to get through adversity. And that was his reason for, for playing that role. I, I like to look at it. It's 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 the simplified version is we all are in a play, our life's play, and different people come in different acts of the play, and um, you'd be surprised how many people find out their soulmate is somebody that they're having the most difficult time with in their life, a <laughs> worker or, or a sure. husband. Or, because we think of soulmates as just being everything's going to be hunky-dory, beautiful purple, you know, mm-hmm. but some people on the other side, they love each other so much. They say, Hey, let's go down. We're going to get married because we, you know, we, we love spending time with each other, but man, we're, you know, I'm going to be divine sandpaper to you, you know, and uh, <laughs> you, you're you going to learn to have patience and and you're going to (laughs) learn about forgiveness and all that kind of stuff. So when people come back and they realize that it, 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 they look at um, they look at people in their lives differently, you know, Mm -hmm. they go, what can I learn from this? It's all about learning. It's all about um, learning to be more loving and kind and compassionate, you know, Mm -hmm. when it gets down to it, you know Mm -hmm. Um, now, I had a couple come to me and they would go into couples counseling and they were getting nowhere. so their psychologist knew the work I did and he says, "I'm giving up on you guys a bit. Go see Regan and see if he can have each of you go to the other side and mm-hmm. talk about it over there. Now here's the the most oh, fascinating, yeah, the here's mm-hmm. the most fascinating thing or more for me that they've mm-hmm. learned in our research when uh first of all, where we're created is over there, not over here. Okay, we're created over there, and we're just here visiting. So, mm-hmm. in a sense, some, some people say there's no such thing as reincarnation. Well, technically, that's true because our real home is over there, you know, mm-hmm. and we just lived. We're created, and we just lived one time. But we have we incarnate in different bodies for different experiences to learn. So uh, that that kind of a shift is a shift in the, the way you look at things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> when a soul decides what we learned in the research. When a soul decides to come down to be born, there's actually one of the stations we that we uh, that some of my clients go to over there is the place of life selection where they can actually see the different choices they had before they decided to be who they are now, and uh, they can actually see that how they chose the life that they chose. Um, but um, so when you decide to incarnate, you don't put all of yourself in the human body. Usually, when we ask how much of your How much of your soul self energy wise did you put in the human body? It's usually around half, 50, 60%. So that means there's always part of us that's in the afterlife, you know, like our higher selves. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's so amazing for people to experience, and I watch as I watch this, it's just exciting for me to help people do this. Mm -hmm. There's a point where they're really deep there and they actually merge with their higher self. And all of a sudden, when I'm asking them questions, all of a sudden, they're answering me in third person. Like, all of a sudden, I'd say, Amor, <laughs> you were having a session, and and mm-hmm. your higher self would say, well, more knows what she needs to do. But if she wasn't so stubborn, you know, she would be doing this right now. She knows she needs to eat better. She's not exercising like she should. When people listen to the recording back, they go, oh, my God, that's myself chewing myself out, you know, that way. Um, but what that means is that uh, anybody who's ever lived before, um, like I had a, a client recently, she was really um into Edgar Casey, who was mm-hmm. yeah. Edgar Casey. Sure. A lot of yeah. people listening probably have heard of him. He was the one of the mm-hmm. best known psychic back in the 40s, 50s, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so we're over there, and I think, um, hey. Um, the, now we had all her work done, and we were thinking of just do something for fun. I said, "Hey, is Edgar Casey there where they can? She can talk to him." And they said, "Yes." And she had this wonderful, like, ten-minute conversation with the higher self of Edgar Casey. So, what that means is that uh, let's say you had a grandfather that passed away forty years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden you, you're on the other side and you talk to your grandfather. Well, he could have reincarnated already, but there's always that part of him that's always there. So you know, you can connect with people uh, that way. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really inter- interesting when um, people do that. Um, now, uh, because we we'll, we only have a short time here, and there's so much to talk about about this, but I'll, I'll, I'll say in a, in a in a normal session, almost everybody gets to go before a council. Like, see, I send people homework to do so that they're really prepared. So they have okay. like sometimes three or four weeks or a month to prepare. And in the homework they do, the first thing they do is they write down a list of the cast of characters that are in their life's play. You know, the people that have shown up that have some meaning in your life uh, for the good and the bad, you know, and they write mm-hmm. a little paragraph or a couple sentences about them. The second thing they do is write a list of questions that they want to have answered um so that we're you know what i try to do is to do this so we're really organized because i'm like the the uh oh gosh when i say when, uh travel the travel agent you know or you know person who goes with you on vacation that makes sure you mm-hmm. go to everywhere you want to go and get you there yeah do so the guy in a, in a typical session now a typical session with me lasts about five to six hours oh, uh, wow. I know that the, but the first half of it is going over all your homework, really planning on what you want to do, what you hope to accomplish and everything. And for me to get to know you, um, it's like you, I'm getting almost everybody's telling me their whole life story in that three hours. So we know the good mm-hmm. and the bad and everything. And then we have a break. We have a little, like eat a little protein or something, have some water, have a bathroom break. And then the hypnosis part. Um, some people are there an hour and a half. I've had some people three hours. Oh my gosh! I had one mm-hmm. down in Hollywood. I did a a person down there in this big old mansion. It looked like Greta Garbo's old mansion from the forties or sixties. <laughs> Her life was so complicated and so something there. I was there ten hours. So um, wow. you know, it's it, it's people come back when it when the when the work's done and when when they know it's time to come back, I don't say, "Oh, uh time's up, uh you know, forget the rest of your questions. I gotta go golfing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. something, you know, so the people decide when it's time for them to come back um now, mm-hmm. also, um, and maybe for another show we can talk about uh because it's hard to get into it too, but I'm also certified with Dolores Cannon School of um, are you oh yeah.
0: fascinating, okay.
1: Yeah, so you've heard of, you know? Oh my gosh, she yeah. was she was a contemporary of Michael Newton's. For those of you listening, she's got some fabulous books. She's about mm-hmm. sixteen or eighteen altogether. She was a most remarkable. She's just like a friendly grandma kind of mm-hmm. person, <laughs> just just down or down to earth. Well, she mm-hmm. was uh, doing the same work Michael Newton was doing, but they didn't know it until they ran into each other and found mm-hmm. out that they, the same thing was happening with her clients as his. Was just yeah, more yeah. confirmation that this is real. Um, But I took her, got certified with her, too, because um, hers, um, with the quantum healing hypnosis technique, it's a little simplified version of a life between life session. Um, Mm -hmm. She has you go to a past life. You see yourself pass away. Whoever you were in that past life, you say bye-bye, go on back home to heaven. And Mm -hmm. then she switches and asks the person, because they're in deep trance, she says, "Uh, can I speak to your higher self? Or... Your, you know, she calls it mm-hmm. subconscious. There's different names, but you know, the words that other part, that part of yourself that's all wise and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they usually proceed to get questions <coughs> answered from the higher self, and then the, they do. Um, if there's any health issues, they find that the higher self will do a body scan to uh, tell people mm-hmm. uh, sometimes diagnose different things, and also um, sometimes do a healing. She's had some miraculous healings. Um, they have about thirty five hundred train people now all over the world uh doing that. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I actually combine both into one. So that okay. um, the third thing people do is they write down any health issues they have. And I started adding that a year ago and it's been fabulous because when people, the main thing that people get when they let's say they have uh some sort of uh of illness, a cancer, or they have uh some, you know, um diabetes or whatever they have. hmm what we're able to do is ask over there before the council will ask, uh, well, usually what I ask, I'll say, can I ask the higher self now to do a body scan to address some health issues? Or do you have somebody there that's more specialized in this? About 70% okay. of the time, the council says, no, we have somebody here. And within a nanosecond, there's a, a healer that's right before my client, and they'll describe to me what they look like and and introduce themselves. and And so what the first thing we do is say, why does my client have this particular issue? Wow. That's like, I just had one in Los Angeles, and he's got these issues with his, his, uh, his eyes and his mouth where he's losing teeth because he doesn't have enough moisture in his mouth. And it's just he's, mm. he's just uh, beside himself. And sure. they told him it's because of the hatred you have for your father still. And he says you oh, wow. you need to work on forgiveness for, for your father, and he's grimaced like um, sure yeah didn't want to hear that you know yeah yeah but they tell you you know and they'll, so sometimes <laughs> they'll say look you work on forgiveness for your father your symptoms will clear up um, I have had a couple of um, not have had anybody that's well I had a, a an eighty four year old woman who who texted me the other day and said that her her uh, rectal cancer had reversed itself. Um, um, oh, nice. we, we they they said, well, we're we'll try to do something for you there. And then I had one woman right on my table. She came in limping, and it, when we found out why she had these hip issues, they said it was because of her fear of moving forward to the next phase of her life, that there were so many changes she was going to have to make, that she's made herself incapable of moving forward. in a way and they had this talk with her she she was very Mm -hmm. um uh you know she 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 was really understood a lot of this and they said i think you get it and so i said well it won't hurt to ask i asked the higher self i said can can you actually heal the hip and higher self, okay so i'm just quiet for a minute i'm watching her she's just squirreling around the bed and you just hear this big old pop boop and her Mm -hmm. hip pop right back in place um So she walked out with a she walked in with a a, a limping and walked out just kind of ouched a little bit because of how it popped. But, um, you know, and now with this newfound knowledge that she needs to really get away from her fear and needs to get on with these new changes in her life because they're for the good. They're to help her to to get to a good place, you know. So (laughs) I'm just it's funny. All these uh, anymore when I do these, um, There's just so Mm -hmm. much to try to keep in. Keep, um, <laughs> if I if I see like four or five people in in a two week period uh, after that if I tried to remember them all they just all jumble together you know uh, wow. but for them I, I record it all and then they get a recording and a life between life session is just the beginning this is when I asked them on the other side what's the purpose of you opening a little portal for people to see
0: mm-hmm. on my
1: second on my second uh, uh, time that I went to the other side it was twenty eight of us therapists. We went to the other side. So we swapped sessions with each other. We did it on Zoom and and we each asked the same questions about COVID and the vaccines. And, mm-hmm. and then we did some, you know, we had some personal stuff that we wanted to do also. Um, and then when we came back, we all sent in what what happened. And then we had a, a, a team that put it all together in graphs and charts and everything. And it was pretty much, you know, I'll tell you, on the other side, people, we've gone through this COVID thing, but on the other side, it's it's a non-issue. You know, mm. first of all, they said, everybody that's died, they're back here, they're fine. Okay, so don't worry about the people that died. They're just doing fine. Um, and the vaccines, they said, personal choice. You know, they said, if you think it might help you, they, you can decide it might help you. If you don't think it will, then you don't, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was just kind yeah. of... Common sense, you know? Yeah,
0: right. Like, so much of it but, just boils down to But that. then I it's asked fascinating.
1: I have mm-hmm. this Chinese, uh, I call him late C. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been on my council both times. And he's been the one that addresses me both times. And he just, his eyes, when he looks at me, I want to just, it's like I'm in a comedy mm-hmm. club or something. I feel so much <laughs> joy that I just yeah. want to laugh. And I just want to smile because he has so much love coming through him. So I asked late C, I said, okay, now I have this other question. Now that we asked about COVID and everything, we got that out of the way with this place you're allowing me to bring people to, is this it? Is this like all these different stations and what people, is this like heaven or are there more places? And he jumps up and shoots his hands up into the air and wiggles them, you know, like we mm-hmm. haven't seen anything yet, you know? <laughs> and he says, the reason that this mm-hmm. portal's open, as we found out, it's the, um, humanity has got to the point now in in the advancement of their spiritual self, like the planet as a whole here now. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, they want people to just get confirmation that there is an afterlife. They want to get confirmation that their reason has meaning and purpose and that they have a mission that they came down here to do, things to learn and things mm-hmm. to uh, to advance, you know love in in the world here. And Mm -hmm. to realize that they're never alone, that they have these guides, uh, every, all these 70,000 people, every single one of them's had a guide waiting for them, or a guide Mm that will introduce themselves and show Mm -hmm. them around, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, so far, we've had nothing we've had, we've, these 70,000, we found no negativity whatsoever, no Mm -hmm. devil, no hell, no, it's just been love and light. You know, and all they're interested in over there is helping people get to their next step, whatever that is. You know, Uh, when I was in my second time over there, Michael Newton died just before I took the training. So I never met him personally. Okay. But um, I'm over there and there's my counsel and I'm asking these questions. And all of a sudden they move aside. They put a chair there and Michael Newton's comes in. and. I that's what made the session real to me because there's Mm -hmm. always part of you that thinks am I just making this stuff up am I just just wishful thinking and stuff but when he came there all of a sudden I'm here at my computer I'm on Zoom and I I started uncontrollably crying and Mm -hmm. I just that's a sign to me that something deep inside is resonating Mm -hmm. that this is you know like you were saying it's that different kind of feeling you know yes it does it has a different quality. Mm-hmm. It's a different quality, yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, and Michael uh, Newton, he came, um, he came down from the thing. He had me kneel down, and he took a sword on my shoulders and Aww. and just knighted me, like. And so, I that made me made me feel good that I know I'm doing I'm doing my part down here to help bring people there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's um, it's this little portal, folks, and it's available to anyone. Now that we could, we found out because of COVID that this works practically the same on Zoom. maybe it's a few percentage points less uh, because sometimes there's technical issues or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. that, but I'm just blown away when I'm doing this to a zoom (laughs) line. I had just someone in (laughs) Pennsylvania, I'm in California. So I did a session with someone in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. someone in Missouri just a few weeks ago. Um, One of my colleagues has been doing dozens of them over in India. So she's up in the middle of the night or something, you know, Mm -hmm. doing these sessions. Um, And um, so if anybody wants to have one done, uh i mean i'm happy to help them but uh if they want to have an in-person one and uh, like i go all over california so i set them up like i'll do a bunch down in la and then on the way down i'll do like bakersfield and fresno and then i'll go down to san diego and i spend a couple weeks doing that and then i come back to my home office here in marin county by san francisco um so i'm willing to travel uh to help people but if somebody wants an in-person one if they go to the newton institute website which is newtoninstitute.org there's a whole list of the 250 of us now and uh and they might find someone you know close by to them i have some people sometimes that fly in from other states like sure. they just yeah usually i think when people are there you'll you'll get a vibe like you're looking at mm-hmm. everybody and you'll go oh because people tell me that all the time they said regan they said when i saw your picture and saw your bio. I just knew it was you I needed to see rather than somebody else. And I don't take mm-hmm. that as an ego thing or anything. I think that, that you know, everybody, uh, that spirit will guide people to the right person to see them, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I um, agree with that. I was yeah. on the
1: board of directors for a while in charge of public engagement. And then um, I decided to do what I do best, and that's to do these podcasts and things. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, there's so much more that I, I, I couldn't uh, – it, it was too much for me. So I resigned uh, and I'm still helping with uh, public engagement uh, oh so that way.
0: Well, getting the word out there and allowing people, I mean, we we have to wrap up in and, and just a minute here. But before we do, I feel like it's so important to do this kind of work because you're busy doing your work. Right. The actual work you're so busy doing. But when nobody hears about it, nobody has the opportunity to know what is available to try things out for themselves. Like, I just bow so deeply to those of you who are doing the work and also doing the work of making sure people know what work is available for them. It's a big deal. That's a big deal. And
1: um, so um, what Michael Newton told me over there, he says he doesn't give a hoot about his legacy, that we're trying to make him some sort of put him on a Mm -hmm. pedestal. She said that over there, The only thing they're interested in is having people take their next step upwards, no matter how small or how big it is. For some, it would be a life between life session, or maybe just doing a simple past life regression, or maybe just reading the Bible. You know, I mean, if if you open your heart up and all the these spiritual books that are around there, you you can discern, you know, Mm -hmm. what what you're supposed to see. And there's always something there. When I was, um, uh, married to a very Christian woman for 10 years, um, uh, and I would go to all, you know, church every week with her. I would go to all the retreats and everything, and I would always say to God, I says, well, I wouldn't be with this woman if there wasn't something I'm supposed to learn at all these things, and um, and darned, if that wasn't the truth, you know, there'd be, a, mm-hmm. every sermon, there was something for me, you know, right. every week, there was something for me. It's like, you know, we've, part of the problem of the world is being that everybody, Thinks that God can only be learned this little way, you know, right. and it's mm-hmm. like God is everywhere and everything in every mm-hmm. teaching, and that sometimes man has kind of messed it up a little bit. But if you if you really listen to your inner self, you can discern uh, and 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 take the good out of everything, you know, then mm-hmm. and, and and use it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. It's so true and it's so inspiring, you know. What I love most about what you've shared with us here today is how it deepens the connection between you and you, the greater yes. parts of you, you know, that's where the power is, that's where the magic is. That's where the heart opening happens. That's where the love is. That's where the contribution happens. That's where the abundance for all happens. That's where the loneliness goes away. That's where the connection deepens. Yes. I really deeply appreciate that. It's it's so important. It's so important. Yeah, Always,
1: the, but today. The, yeah. One of the highlights is um, what I've been doing with my clients is... Um, uh, they feel that they're, they feel themselves being one. But then I say, let's mm. take, I want you to see where your higher self looks like. So all <laughs> of a sudden they're looking at their higher self and I'm having them describe to me how they look and their, all their brilliance. And mm. they're like face to face with their higher self. And then I'll say, okay, uh, higher self, uh, I want you both. I want you to walk into each other. I'll tell my client, I want you to walk into your higher self and just feel how that feels to feel whole you know, to have that that mm-hmm. wisdom of your higher self and that, and yeah. and I then I give them the post hypnotic suggestion that they'll remember that feeling and remember what they look like. You know, mm-hmm. they're uh, hoping that when they when they come back and now they're down in the mud again here, <laughs> 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 um, get through the mud. You
0: Definitely. know,
1: that they'll have yeah. that they'll still have that that picture in their mind and that feeling of their higher self. So hopefully, people say that after these sessions, their intuition gets a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. some of them start having dreams that some people haven't dreamed before they start getting help in their dreams and mm-hmm. they start realizing all the little miracles that start happening in their life you know these god mm-hmm. sightings and right. you realize you're not alone that there's a whole team there that's wanting you to succeed in mm-hmm. what you signed up for
0: <laughs> oh i love it i love it all it's so fascinating oh my goodness all right Regan, I could talk to you forever in a day. We have yeah. to wrap it up for today. I could okay. just go on and on forever with you. I can see that. And I especially appreciate how you shared so many people's stories. It really brings it home, doesn't it? To talk yes. about someone's lived experience uh, versus just the concept or just the idea. <clears throat> <You're welcome. clears throat> Pardon me. So I thank you so much for doing that. You're welcome. One quick question before we do wrap up for today, and that is, I'm sitting here, I'm listening, I'm inspired, I'm intrigued, I I want to do this. Where do I start? Do I start by going to your website? Do I start with a consult? Do I book right away? Do I read a book? Well, Where do you have people start?
1: Okay, Um what I like to do is to actually do a, a free phone consultation with people to to um you know, explain even more than we did here, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit just to tell them what a session's like, how they prepare and so forth. Um, And then I'll tell, I usually tell them, I says, you'll know when the time's right. I mm-hmm. says, it may be right now. If you're, if you're feeling like you're at the, a horse at, you know, at the starting mm-hmm. gate and you want to get going yeah. right now, like some people do, <laughs> then sure. we can arrange it pretty soon. Some people, uh, you know, they're not, they're not ready yet, but um I've had some people I talked to a year ago and they'll say, Regan, I'm ready now. You know, so right. um, okay. it's not my time. It's in whatever time's best for them. Um, right. And uh, but um, the the thing that helps you get ready sometimes is um, like if people uh, either read, my, you know, my book is just my one case, and it's, mm. it's the three hours thirty three minutes in heaven. That's available in most books, you know, book places online. Um, mm. But uh, journey of souls and destiny of souls. Uh, and also wisdom of souls that was the third book that michael wrote you know okay. just before he passed on all those are are case histories and just reading them inspires people uh when i had a booth at a new living expo recently i gave a talk um i didn't know if i'd have two people whatever but it was a, it was a packed room and i had mm-hmm. so many people at my booth and i've been busy busier than i've ever been lately with everybody having sessions um and um when people would walk by my booth, I just had a book, The Journey of Souls, there. I, I can't tell how many people would see it and take a double take, and they'll go, Oh my God, that's that book I read like 15 years ago. All <laughs> right. You know, that's the book that I shared uh-huh. with everybody. It, it has the spiritual quality that really yeah. opens people up to this possibility. So, um, yeah. anyway, that's good. Brilliant. We'll go to the Newton Institute site. Um, but I'm happy to, I don't rush anybody into it. I'm not a salesperson that's trying to close the deal. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I actually um family and friends, you know, I've i found myself, even our housekeeper here. Um, I've done two sets. She's a very devout Christian, which was interesting. And she's had uh received a healing, which is remarkable. Um, mm-hmm. and she got to actually have audience with Jesus as, as every person that's Christian that comes to me, um you know, we ask mm-hmm. if Jesus is there every time he's been there. And uh, I've had you know, tears running down their eyes when they're in his presence. So if that's, you know, if you're listening to this and he's the one you're following, mm-hmm. He's he, Jesus is a big part of this spiritual picture, you know, mm-hmm. along with the others. But um, uh, don't feel, you know, it, just think if you could talk to him personally. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. had anybody ask to speak to Buddha yet or, uh, but, Funny. you know, Mm-hmm. I, I guess I would do that for someone if it's uh, you know if they want. So, um, yeah, Beautiful. you know, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, start, but I'm happy to talk to anybody or to you know just to take my time with them. And if the time's right, they'll they'll book a session. And what I do, um, what I start, I think I'm the only one doing this, but maybe others will do it after me um, because it's not because every it's not hundred percent successful, and there's always you know like say twenty percent that first time that. Have to you know they want to come back for a second session? Uh, I don't charge for a second session, so mm, that way, um, beautiful, yeah, okay. that way people take because some people go, God, what if this doesn't work? And I'm spending this yeah. money,
0: you yeah, know. They, I said, just
1: forget about it. Let's just see what yeah. happens today.
0: Yeah,
1: you know? because some people do need a second, and then I just say, well, we'll do it within a, a few months or six months or sometimes a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh and um and then when they come back for a second session, the majority of them. Uh, have six or successful the second time that weren't the first. So wow.
0: lovely. Yeah. That's so generous. I love hearing that. Okay, folks. Now, you know, the place to start, Regan, now visit such
1: the after- super- yeah, afterlife.com. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And that will be hyperlinked for you in the show page, everybody. So yeah. such a super interesting conversation, Regan. Thank you so much. Thank I really you so much. appreciate so much. you. Yeah. Thanks for being here, honey. You're yeah. sharing your experiences so generously. I just love it.
1: You have a great um, on the air voice.
0: Mm, Thank you. All right, everybody. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you, honey. All right, folks. Thank you all for being here with us too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and that it inspires you, you know, it inspires you to expand your thinking about what's possible for you, what's possible for your life, and that it opens up new channels for you to explore for yourself. And of course, anytime we're talking about opening up new channels for yourself is also the perfect time to talk about SIFA. SIFA stands for creative energy field activation. And if you have not yet gifted yourself a free SIFA experience, please head on over to superpowerexperts.com to learn more about it today. Until next time, everyone, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and use them to build a life and a world you love. Much love and many blessings to you. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.